Welcome to the podcast, Eye for Talent, the show where we've got an eye for talent. I'm your host, Dylan, aka DJ Serial Sauce. I'm a YouTube content creator, Twitch streamer, producer, freelance writer, and I think that's the official list, all right? I've gone through and I've done some internal thinking, and I've realized that's the that's the whole list. There's nothing more, there's nothing less. Those are the big things, um, but this isn't about me, because uh, today I'm joined by a person who, uh, I'm, I'm checking my notes here, and all I said was, this motherfucker, a good-ass baker, like, so good you don't even know, <laughs> but that's the whole point of this podcast. Who is that person, you might ask? I don't even think you'd be able to ever guess it, except maybe you could, because it, like, says it in the title. Um, this is my good buddy, Shy. Or Shia Larza, if, if I'm going Skyla, by their government name. If you want to know my real name. Hi, I'm yeah. Skyla. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know <laughs> that was... I barely oh, that's an R to the end of it. It just drives me insane. It's like, how do you get R from Linus? Uh, I mean, I, I've seen I've seen people with significantly more, um, more defined names, albeit more foreign names, and they get their names horribly fucked up. Like... Mm-hmm. So it's pretty easy to understand how like, um, especially if you're talking with somebody over the phone and you try and say your name and they're like, what would you say? And then they add an R to it and you're like, that's not even, nope, you're mm. wrong. But thanks for playing. <laughs> 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 All right, hold on. So I, I mentioned that you're a good ass baker, but I have to comment on the fact that in the background, what is, there's a lot going on in this background. Can you explain <laughs> to me what's happening here? <laughs> I, I may have a small army of squishmallows. I I call them my army. I just like to collect. I got two axolotls. I got an octopus. I got a stingray and a koi fish. I also got a, a dinosaur too. And it just <laughs> keeps going. <laughs> oh, I have more. I just I think they're in a different room, which I'm not going to go and grab right now. Yeah. So yeah, but they're not part of the army. Or maybe no. they are. They're just in a different division. They're 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 off on a battle right now. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, another reason I was saying that is because I was like I was like this looks like um like a Baroque Renaissance like New like England <laughs> England looking like art room or something like I can't I can't explain it. But <laughs> uh, maybe one day we'll get into that and probably not. This is you know. There's nothing. There's nothing too crazy about what's going on here. Crocheting and knitting. Yeah. I, well, hold on. Actually, <laughs> I think I'm sure my mom would have some fun questions about that because she does that kind of thing a lot. She's not very good at it, but God, for you know, she tries. It takes time and years of yeah. practice and patience. Trust me, I've had to have patience with this oh, one yeah. especially. <laughs> Yeah, for anybody who doesn't understand that what they're talking about is they're making a they're making a little like a little knit. I'm, little, I'm, uh, making, I'm crocheting a little bat for my sister because she asked me if I could do that for her. I'm like, sure. I will look up a pattern and see what I can do, and I've gotten this far. You got yeah. So you've made like the start of the head. You've made kind of part of the body, and then you've tried your hardest on making some legs. Uh, how long well, has that taken you? Like, just, like, those three portions. The head has taken me a day, and my finger freaking hurt because of how tiny the string is and how small the hook. It is, I can tell you it's a lot better to use, like, a semi-bigger yarn and a hook because it's more easier. And I believe, like, if I'm going to teach anybody how to crochet, I'm going to be like, okay, go get yourself some, some... Big yarn, not super big, but like some big yarn, probably like this big. Trust me. Oh yeah, that's classic. I'm working on. It's called a turtle. 
I have to work on my head though. <laughs> I ran out of yarn, so I was like, shoot, I gotta put this one on a pause. Got more yarn now, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so have you been crocheting long enough that you think that you could adequately teach somebody like how to do those kinds of things? I've been doing this since I was a kid. <laughs> oh shit, yeah, then definitely. Sorry, I no disrespect, I just didn't know any better. <laughs> So my aunt who lives in the background, I don't know if you've heard a couple of times with uh, when I've joined you for some games that we've played uh, and her smart remarks in the background. Oh, yes. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of my friends like to call her my sassy aunt. I'm like, yep, I get my sass from her. Yeah, it seems pretty appropriate. She's the one who actually taught me how to knit and crochet. Fair enough. I guess, yeah, if she has the authority to teach you how to do that kind of even though I took a, a long break, I still got it. I still got it. <laughs> I made my, I made a freaking giant ass dinosaur. Yeah, for the record, this is probably like a, uh, I don't know, like a two foot dinosaur, probably give or take, maybe a little longer. I think two feet is a little underestimating. That's I don't want to be disrespectful to him. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. <clears throat> But Anyhow, no, this isn't about we're crocheting. Getting, we're, getting, we're getting sidetracked. Sorry, I love I'm getting here sidetracked. For the baking. <laughs> I love getting sidetracked, but that's we're not here to talk about crocheting, goddammit. No, we're here to talk about about you and your baking skills. And really yes. the biggest reason this happened was because I made a sly reference to this podcast once on one of my streams and you were in there uh, and I think it caught your attention and you were like, You're like, I do a lot of cool baking shit, and I was like, you know what? Hell yeah. And so every once in a while they'll come into streams and they'll be like, hey. I baked a cool thing. I'm like, I, I, I want to see pictures now. And then they would send me some pictures and things. Um, because if I'm being dead ass honest and with all due respect, cause you do good work. I can, I can definitively say you do good work. This is one of those things that I don't think people would assume that I would find interesting enough to come and bring onto a podcast because a lot of the people that I've talked to have done things that I think would be considered a lot flashier. <laughs> if I, you know, like that's the word I would yeah, use to describe it. A person just throwing flour all around is very entertaining, I say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Make like, um, make like a magic show out of it. It's like smoke and mirrors, but it's flower and mirrors or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, the remember, remember to ever uh, listeners at home because I'm I'm uh, projecting onto you what I think other people are thinking. Um, this is this is the whole point of this is for me to get people who like shit so much that they're willing to talk about it for like an hour. And so if I can find somebody who's down to talk about something for an hour, I don't care how quote unquote boring it is. I don't care how like uh, like cooking is a baseline fucking skill. And my buddy Turrent was like the second person to come on because he's so passionate about it that he could just talk for fucking ever about it. That's the whole point of this podcast. You're going to deal with it. So it sounds like I'm going to interrogate that from me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So first question, it's not interrogation. I swear. Um, When did you like, when did you start like baking in general? Like under what context? What was happening? Oh, uh, I actually started when I was little. I was uh, in the kitchen with my mom, and we were making pies. I can't remember if it was Thanksgiving or if it was Christmas. And she would just throw a bunch of stuff together. I was like, ooh. And then she asked me, hey, Skylar, come help. <laughs> come help make a pie. Just just <laughs> put the cherry stuff inside the pie. Because my mom would make cherry pie and pumpkin pie. and Yeah. 
Banana so cream just, pie. No, we never made that, hun. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify everybody at home, this is my aunt. We talked about her earlier. She's a sassy woman. Yes, she's the one who taught me how to crochet. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say how how fresh are these. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was actually going to ask, like, uh, how fresh are these pies we're talking? Because, like, um, I, like how, how fresh are the ingredients that – if we're talking about pies specifically, how fresh were the ingredients that were going into the pies? What's the ibuprofen doing out here? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyhow, uh, I wouldn't say they were, like, directly fresh. They were literally canned cherries from a pie like and then pie dough but like i started out with like my mom wanted brownies or she would give me these like bag like cookie mix she oh yeah, cook, yeah like where you just had to add water oil to it and just pop them in make it and throw it in the oven i was like you know what would be better making some actual homemade stuff and that just went off the roof with my family <laughs> literally i could tell you if i were to make cookies in my family's household like back in the day uh the cookies would be gone within the day like i would make literally i have this one moment of like i literally just made like oatmeal cookies with cranberries in it because not a whole lot of people like raisins and my dad was like i want some cranberries I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I made oatmeal cranberry like cookies. Literally just took them out of the oven and had them cooling on the pan. And my mom walks in the kitchen as soon as I took them out of the pan, like out of the oven. And she's like, those smell really good. I'm like, thanks. They need time to cool though. Literally right Yoink. before she left. She yoinks a cookie that's still hot from the pan. I'm like, mom, <laughs> what the heck? The hot cookies are more afraid of you than you are of them. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I have I have scars from burning. I can tell you. Fair. Luckily, I don't have any burn scars, but I do have a couple burn stories. Like um, when I dropped a, a bowl into like probably 160 degree plus hot soup, and it kind of <laughs> splashed on me a little bit. That was a little unfortunate. But uh, no, the reason I was asking about the ingredients specifically, I don't know how my brain got on this tangent, but like, <laughs> fun fact, pumpkin pie, the filling that is made for a pumpkin pie is actually not made from actual pumpkin. I don't know if you, I mean, based on your head nod, I'm going to assume you knew that. <laughs> a lot of things that you get like in the stores that aren't homemade, where you just easily buy it, doesn't technically have the true ingredients of what they say they are. They have artificial flavors, which is understandable. Well, yeah. It's like a cheap, fast way of making it instead of like mass producing the actual thing. Right. No, I was, I was specifically referring to the fact that like the filling in a pumpkin pie is made out of squash technically or something. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And there was a podcast that I was listening to where this guy was like, he was like, if you're trying to make pumpkin pie with actual pumpkin, you're going to be disappointed because it's going to be stringy and it's going to suck. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, that, that seems like a seems like a pretty humble start, I suppose, to uh, getting into baking in the first place, which is just like... 
Because, like, my parents will ask me to help them make something for Thanksgiving. And I don't know why, but the things that they ask me to do, they make me, like, so mad. To the point where I'm like... But then again, also, my parents aren't, like, cooks in the same way that I imagine your family is. So, it, it it's a little bit of a different experience where... Uh, I mean, there's, like, even less involvement with the kind of help that I need to be doing. But I'd be like, God damn it, I don't want to do this. This is obnoxious. Uh, I, I could go on a tangent with how much I've, like, different types of things I've made. I've made brownies, I've made cakes, I've made pies, I've made cheesecakes, I've made cookies. Like, what kind of what kind of thing do you want? I'll make it, give it to you, but like, bam, I... You just ask nicely. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that actually kind of, I mean... That gets a little bit into this next question, which is, I'm just like, what, what things have you been working on recently? Like, what are some recent things that you've made? Uh, I've uh, actually been diving into gluten-free baked stuff because oh. I, uh, recently my sister has been diagnosed with uh, celiac disease, so she can't Oof. really have anything that has gluten in it. I was like, well, crap. She's pretty much really liked when I made her like peanut butter, chocolate chip cookies, like peanut butter things. She constantly sends me like gluten free things. I've made her a banana, peanut butter, but chocolate chip bread loaf. I've made like oh, an imitation yeah. of uh, Kit Kat bars, not Kit Kat, but Twix bars. She oh, really liked that. Uh, 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 she went to Vegas the this past couple of months ago, and I made her a gluten-free pumpkin pie. She literally called me that same day, mouthful of this pie. I was like, Scott, this shit's good. And I'm not kidding you. I was in the kitchen. I answered the phone. She was like, what is the dough made out of? I'm like, gluten-free flour, because they have gluten-free flour. Not, yeah, not all the flour, but actual flour that is gluten-free. So it's just like, okay, did you like caramelize it? Because the way I apparently baked it, it made like caramelization on top of the pie. And she was like, that shit's good. And she was <laughs> straight up eating this pie. And she's talking on the phone with me. It was the funniest <laughs> thing. I'm like, this is the first time I made this type of pie. I literally took the pie out of the oven because my parents had to leave because they were going to Vegas with her. Threw them on a cookie sheet, threw them in take the back it. of the car, was like, here, take this. <laughs> Didn't give it time to cool because it's a two-hour drive, apparently, to Vegas. So they were just off they went. It's a like, health hazard. Six hours later, my sister calls me up, says this shit's good. I'm like, I guess they did a good job then. <laughs> yeah, you know something's good when they don't even have, like, this is going to sound mean. They don't even have the common decency to just finish what they're eating before like finish your bite and then talk god damn it she was literally literally took a bite called me up while she's eating it just said man this shit's good i was like i did a good job just casually just being just being the best yeah it was funny enough because there was a person in the background i can't remember who she said it was but she was like yeah this person says it's good too and all he hears is mm -hmm, as they're eating the pie i'm like well i did good then 
Oh, I love that. That's fun. That's like um, that's that's me and my family when when our uh, our family friend she's she's like she's not actually my aunt, but she's like a family friend aunt. She's yeah. you know honorary. I have uh, every. Um, I have yeah, that. See, we're, yeah, we're in the same <laughs> position. But she'll uh, every Thanksgiving slash Christmas sort of season, she'll make like um, I, I I swear to God, she'll make like I don't even know how to describe. She I mean, she would literally just make like uh, a. Jesus Christ. She would make like pumpkin bread, but then give it the architect uh, or the structure of a cinnamon roll and then just like give it to us to keep in the freezer. And that's like, that's what my, that's, that's the thing that me and my family indulge on every year for the like same thing. <laughs> but I'm trying to convince my mom to give me the recipe to make this like cherry cheesecake pie oh. type thing. She made like a, few times for like a christmas and i'm just like mom you need to make this again this was really good like she brought one and it was gone within minutes because yeah. <laughs> it was so good a lot of people are like man i wish i could have tried it because she only brought one and we have a large family so <laughs> you don't have a large family you oh have a God. gigantic family <laughs> I mean, like, come from a family that has little siblings of the many kinds, and then their kids of the many kinds on each oh, side. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. So I yep. come from a big family. <clears throat> a big family. <laughs> a gigantic Oh, family. my gosh. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was actually, I, I was going to ask the them. commentary, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, the, it's like a, it's like, um. It's like having a silly side character. <laughs> That's true. But no, I was actually going to ask, like, um, what differences what have you noticed? Like, what true. what changes do you have to make to, um, to, like, what I don't know, what kind of changes do you have to make to be able to achieve a similar result if you're trying to make a gluten-free something or other? Uh, you have to use different flour, most definitely. You got to check yeah. literally a lot of the ingredients. If you're getting, like, vanilla, baking soda baking powder you gotta make sure that it says like gluten free on it but mainly if you're just checking on the flour it that's the only thing that they're technically allergic to is like the gluten in it huh, okay it's the flour literally my sister has to go through so much different products to find something that tastes right to her but doesn't have gluten to make her sick because if these people with celiac disease will get extremely sick where they have to be hospitalized. I think my sister yeah. actually, she ate something really that had uh, gluten in it and she wasn't aware of it. And she literally immediately was rushed to the hospital and had Holy, to get her stomach yeah. pumped. Like it was bad. <laughs> Yeah, celiacs is tough. Like I, I knew a guy who who had celiacs. Granted, in his case, it seems like it was to a much lesser degree, but it was to a more inconveniencing degree because we'd be in the middle of something, and then he would just vanish into the night to, you know, take care of his business in the bathroom, I guess. But yeah, not to the point of getting hospitalized. That's that's just rough for people like that. I feel bad. Yeah. So. But because I know, so like. <clears throat> The, the, the main thing that I come to understand about gluten and its application in cooking in general is that it, it allows your baked goods to rise properly. So if you're using a gluten-free flour, do you notice those effects like not being there anymore? Like things look kind of funny? A little, but like 
you're pretty much just following uh, a recipe that's pretty much stated gluten-free. Uh, there's not really much difference. It still tastes pretty good. You just don't have that technical, like, t-shirt of the gluten that you get from, like, eating an actual, like, cookie or cupcake or, like, bar. Yeah. Like, I go oh. on. Are you going to the bar? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I figure that makes. I figure. I figure. If anything, the the issue is that most people who have to bake gluten free things are not very good at baking in general, and so that's why their products end up coming out kind of like bad, like bad to the point where these kinds of things are noticeable. But you, you're probably like, I follow instructions properly, and my stuff doesn't suck. I don't know what to tell you. It also depends on the person. Like cooking, you technically have to be fast. Baking, you kind of actually have to slow yourself down because, one, you need time for things to actually properly work together. Uh, the main thing that makes it rise is actually more of uh, the baking soda or powder actually mixing with the flour to help have that combination oh. chemical effect <laughs> to help it. And uh, if you're going to actually make bread, they have like this dry yeast where you mix it with water and that's what the yeast does Causes it literally expands yeah yeah oh, okay so. so i guess that was just a misunderstanding from from me on like a technical point because i would well, always not just a lot of people know that yeah because not a lot of people do that. in that in that concept of baking like yeah the, <clears throat> I, the proper concept for your your things to raise in the oven is that baking soda. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's just that like, I tend to think of myself as a person who knows a lot of theory about food, but not a ton of it actually being put into practice. And so that's where it's, you're like, well, if you actually like somebody who actually participates and partakes in this kind of thing very often can tell you what the actual differences are and like, you know, what's, what's actually causing in this case, what's actually causing like the rise and the expansion of your goods and whatnot. So yeah, that was just a, clearly a technical misunderstanding on my part. Not like it's a big deal. It's just, it's interesting. <laughs> well, you, you learn new things every day. You, you learn yeah, new exactly. things through certain things that people are really passionate about. Like yeah, me, which is the whole passionate about point. crushing, knitting, and baking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, um, I was going to say Animal Crossing core. That's not a real thing. I'm just saying <laughs> shit now to say shit. I just, <laughs> it's not, it's not real. <laughs> <clears throat> um what the hell sorry again I, I sometimes i write these down and then i know what i'm talking about in the moment and then i actually go to read them and i realize they don't make sense so from my perspective it seems like you do bake relatively frequently just because it's a fun thing and also because it's like you know while it isn't like a necessity it's just yeah exactly but in every particular instance of you working on baking something how much of a product are you actually like making so you could so you're pretty much making the amount that the the recipe calls for sometimes uh some things like cookies you'll get big cookies you'll get small cookies it all depends on how much of the batter you're pretty much putting on the the cookie sheet, the cookie sheet. like uh, my family I, I would make these chocolate-covered cherry cookies, but I wouldn't put the chocolate on it because it was just, like, it was weird. Oh. <laughs> it, was, 
you know it's good when she says who. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my mom. I made these. I found them randomly one day, and I was like, "Oh, that that looks pretty cool to make." They're literally like a thumbprint cookie, which is literally a cookie where you put your thumbprint into it. Oh yeah, yeah, thumbprint. like a almost like a stamp. Yeah, it's like a little stamp. You make like this yeah. this little divot in the cookie, and then you put a cherry in the middle and bake it. And the cookie expands, but what the recipe was calling for, we're making cookies like really small. And my family's like, we need it bigger. We need it bigger. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll make it bigger. (laughs) I'll just increase the portion size. God, Jesus. I'll just just put more more dough into it. (laughs) Fair. But I guess I mean like when you're freehanding stuff specifically, like you're freehanding something, you're like, this is a recipe I know off the cuff. I just, I know how to do this. I know I have the resources. I'm going to make it. Usually how, how much are you actually making? So I'm probably making like one portion oh, of it, which is like, uh, if you're talking about cookies, you're pretty much making like probably like two dozens cookies, two and a half. It all depends on how you use the dough. Well, yeah, yeah. But cakes, you're pretty much making what is specific to like the pan size you're using, like an eight by eight, yeah. a nine by nine, a thirteen by nine, just literally a square. Yeah, you're like I'm just. <laughs> you're like for cookies and for things in smaller portions, I'm making probably two, two and a half dozen. You know, you're talking about a cake. I'm making a cake, one cake, yeah. <laughs> one cake. <laughs> so, all right, that's fair. I get, the weird thing is, I think the only reason this question came up was because of a really kind of fucked up thread that I had listened to once where this guy was talking about how much he loves baking things and how he'll just make a lot of them because it helps him kind of like, it helps him de-stress, it helps him declutter from life. Um, he constantly has the resources and he finds it fun to do these kind of things and experiment with things. Um, and then and then some tenuous situations happened that were very not good for him and his family, but it was like, he's making very large portions of things just because of the resources that he has at his disposal. And, and with you, you're just like, you're like, I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to make it probably about as much as, as is asked of me by my family, <laughs> which is fair, which is fair. Um, do you I'm have any, just making one portion, oh. but it's just me and my aunt here. So the only two people <laughs> who are technically be eating this is just us two. Versus, yeah. like, in a household of five people, you're going to have to probably make dozen because they're going to constantly come out, gather a few, run away, eat yeah. them, and then come back for more. Yeah, and if they know, if it's one of those ones yeah. that is a, is a crowd pleaser, you're like, all right, I, I need to prepare oh, for the me, fact that people are like, just gonna going to wipe through these things. School, like, going through school... I had to specifically hide the cookies I wanted to take with me to go and share with my friends. Because if I didn't, my family would have had them gone by that e- that evening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Would, would they have like some kind of respect for your wishes if you were like, "Hey, I'm ta- I want to take these to school to show these to my friends. Can you guys like chill, please?" No, this is all for us. You made this here in our house. This is all for us. I'm like, I gotta share with my friends though. Like please, I can't just make these at school. They're not allowing me. I can't. I'm not in the. I'm not in the home ec class or whatever the hell they call it for long enough. <laughs> oh golly, um, 
And then, okay, well, okay. So I, I said that you are baking like relatively often, but like how, like, like how, how many times a week or how many times a month do you actually find yourself being like, all right, sit down, follow a recipe, make my own thing, just make something. It's whenever I feel like it. It's whenever I'm not really busy focusing on her and actually like feeling the mood. Like I have a I have a piece of paper that I have different people's names on that I have different like things I've said. Oh, I'm gonna make you these and I'm gonna make you this. I got I literally have cookies that I promised someone for Christmas because I was going through a really bad situation back in December when I like. Literally, I asked him, hey, do you want me to make you, like, this Christmas goodie box that I used to make for a friend before he passed back mm. in 2020? And they were like, sure. And then after I said that, just stuff went downhill. And it was just like, oh, God, now I can't do it because it's just stuff happened. So now yeah. i got to pick myself back up again. And sometimes that takes time. So it's like, yeah, before I left to go to feed, like, uh, once I got back from my sister's place, I was like, all right, time to roll up my sleeves and get on this. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went haywire on cookies yeah. and all yeah, kinds of things. And- yeah. And so you have like a task list. You're like, all right, these are the things that I need to get done. But given that it's already September, you're like, I have all this time. Yeah. You're like, I, you're like, you're like, if everything goes smoothly for the next three months, I can, I can secure you that thing I promised you. Last December. <laughs> Last year. Like, I have that friend who's like, where's my cookies? I'm like, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Things are literally still hectic. It's calming down, but I'm working on it. I promise. Like, I'm just joking with you. I'm like, keep bringing this up. How is this a joke? This is no longer a joke. <laughs> no, that's just their way of checking in on you because they don't know how to properly express their concern for their friends. Oh, I guess. Like- <laughs> like it's like um like i have a buddy who he he's kind of going through a little bit of financial trouble because uh of his job kind of being a pain in his ass but he also said that he wanted to buy my old computer for me so every time i want to check on him and make sure he's doing well financially mentally and everything i'm like hey what's your situation looking like on the computer and i'm sure from his perspective he's like this fucking leave me alone <laughs> and i'm like i'm like hey man i just want to make sure that you like have a job and you don't like want to die you know yeah <laughs> So, but no, that's fair. I mean, I I guess any hobby, especially if it's one that you aren't like a, you're not a professional, you're not actively getting paid for doing a thing. It's just like, I'm going to do this when I feel like it. I'm not on a set schedule. Yeah. Uh, No, that's fair. At some point soon, I'm going to be like, I got to make more thin make cookies. I got to make more peanut butter cookies. I got to make another (laughs) apple zucchini loaf because apparently that's really good. I like that. <laughs> Sounds like a fun time. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be another one of those weeks where I'm, I'll come into stream and be like, hey, DJ, I made a freak ton of things again. <laughs> you like, want right. to picture? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the, the, the deal was, but the last time you sent me just a batch of the things that you were making, I think I might have even said this in the stream. I was like, damn, those are the fucking, those are the biggest thin mints I ever did see. Yeah. So it was, I, I was like wanting to test it out. I wanted to make small ones, and then I want to make big ones because it was just it was just a little play thing I wanted to try. Because I found a recipe, and I was like, you know what? 
I haven't seen any Girl Scouts and I want some Thin Mints. Man, I want some Thin Mints. And I made some. And I was like, I'll take care of this myself. I'll take care of this myself. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a respectable goal. (laughs) Apparently my family also liked them literally before I left to go and dog sit again. I was like, all right, I made a bunch of cookies. They're sitting in the fridge. They're like, we're going to have to break in the house and steal those cookies that, as a joke, I'm like, man, <laughs> means I got to make more then. <laughs> yeah, you're like, all right, back to the store. Got to go buy my, you know, whatever makes up the, uh, <clears throat> whatever makes up the their component parts. <laughs> but, um, I come back you... home when I open up the fridge, the cookies are oh. still there. I was like, did you guys like fail at your job of like stealing my cookies or so? <laughs> they're yeah, they're like, like they're... oh, right, you had cookies in the fridge. <laughs> You're like, were you just waiting for my for my green light to tell you that you could take them? <clears throat> I told him, like, you are free to take them. I could easily make more. It's not yeah. difficult. You're just like, you're like, was your was your attempt to get my stuff under under your grubby little belts? Was it was it a failure? And they were like, well, I don't know how to tell you this. Your lock is broken, but we still couldn't get into the house to take them. And you're like, well, guess I gotta well, go get get a get a lock repairman or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Because I just got to put a new lock on the door then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Just get a more secure lock. It's like, you will not steal <laughs> my baked goods, goddammit. Have a ring camera, and they show up, and you're like, yeah, scram! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, do you do you have any, like, go-to comfort dishes that you make? Or are you really just a person who's like, you know what? Today I'm feeling like making this. Next week, I'm feeling like making this. this, But then sometimes uh, my comfort is probably making the peanut butter cookies. Uh, I actually told my family I was thinking about making uh, peanut butter blossoms, which is literally a peanut butter cookie that has a kiss, chocolate kiss in the middle. That is literally what it's called. Peanut butter blossom. Oh, oh, these are so fun. I've never had one of them, but they look really cool. Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) I don't have kisses, honey. You can't have any. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't have kisses. I got to get some. <laughs> they haven't they haven't come back around in stock yet at the at the, no, at the grocery store. You're like, no, it's just a <clears throat> thing every time I go to the store, it brushes over my head. Like, you oh, man, I forgot to get kisses. <laughs> You're like, all right, I guess another week without those peanut butter blossoms. They're like, damn it. Yep. Come here, I'll give you a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> fair um so I, I guess with that in mind i assume are those peanut butter cookies usually the ones that you end up making are those the ones that you think you've probably made the most amount of times strictly for your own pleasure and not for the sake of somebody asking you to make something actually i feel like it's the other way around i've made more peanut oh. butter things for family than to like make peanut butter stuff for myself because like apparently my family is just like all hooked on that peanut butter it's funny what kind of special peanut butter are you using pretty much asked me to make it the most is to be my sister when i was living with her for eight months to help babysit yeah she was like can i get some peanut butter chocolate chip cookies please I'm like, sure thing. Let me just yeah. get all the ingredients that you have here and make some cookies. <laughs> I mean, shouts out to them for actually having the ingredients just 
you know, Peter. on retainer for that. He but I mean, <laughs> so that does, I mean, that does beg the question then, like what, what is the, the baked good that you have found yourself making the most for yourself specifically and not for other people? Mm. Probably brownies. Ooh. Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a solid choice. I don't have any brownies. <laughs> I gotta get ingredients a, for brownies. She's like, it's just a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> I have but. cookies sitting in the fridge. She constantly asks me every night, hey, can I get a cookie? But they're not for like us to eat. They're technically for a friend because I made them for a friend and I just got to finish up. <laughs> The other half of this thing to make it is literally the friend I told you about earlier was like, hey, where's my cookies, man? Yeah. I literally You're like, finally they're their, done. Like, they're, half the cookies I made for you are already done. They're sitting in the fridge ready for me to send out to you. I might honestly just make a whole new batch for them, honestly. Yeah, you're like, all right, so they're done, but here's the problem is that my aunt keeps trying to eat them. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much pretty much oh that's funny i can imagine i i man people who like i have a lot of friends who like will have like a group gathering and they'll be like it, i have like a lot of multi i have a, a big multicultural influence in my friend group like there's a couple of white guys in the group but then we have like people from different regions of like south america i have a guy who was born in mexico and then i have people who are like uh one of my friends is Cambodian. Two of my, three of my friends are Vietnamese and a bunch of other stuff. And so like whenever we have these, these gatherings, I have a few friends from each of them. They're like, all right, here's something that we, <clears throat> that we like make in, in our household. And I'm like, that shit's cool. <laughs> so like, I, I really appreciate that there are people who, well, I, I shouldn't say I appreciate that there are people who do that because everyone's going to do that. But I do think it's cool just that people will do that for their friends. Cause all I do is I show up and I just like, uh, be a moderate uh, a nuisance to people. <laughs> I'm literally, I'm literally going to be the person that just brings a freak ton of cookies and probably some brownies over here or maybe some cookies and cupcakes. And I'm just like, I brought shit. <laughs> you want yeah. some? It's going to be gone. <laughs> You're like, this is my offering. Here, take this. Is this, is this. is this my acceptance to the group? Here you go. I brought, I brought goodies. Will you, like, will you finally me? acknowledge me as a friend? <laughs> They're like, we've been friends for six years. And I'm like, yeah, but. But. <laughs> <coughs> Good Lord. I'm uh. making you laugh too much, aren't I? <laughs> well, it's not. I mean, well, it's kind of that, but it's also just like a, I just have something in my throat, I think. I don't know what's going on. <clears throat> I, don't, mm. I, haven't, I haven't had enough water in my system today. That's you not go true. drink just- water then. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I don't know if you notice where, like, there's, like, a podcast that's being done right now. I can't just, like, walk away. Well, I mean, it might pick me up from a distance, but I don't really want to do that. Um, let's see here. I feel like I might know the answer to the first half of this question, maybe not so much the second, um, which is, like, what ingredients in general do you find yourself going through the most just based off of the way that you buy them and how much you have to use them in any particular recipe and then which one do you go which ones do you go through the least butter uh, brown sugar sugar i would have to say are the three most things that i constantly go through way quicker than the flour the baking soda the baking powder vanilla like because 
many different types of recipes. Even in cooking, you're pretty much using butter, uh, brown sugar in some cases, and sugar in some other cases. Like, yeah, like those and are I the imagine... top three. Like, I've constantly had to buy out at the store and be like, oh, well, I'm out of brown sugar, I'm out of sugar, and I'm out of butter. <laughs> Let me go get more. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking flour for a second, but now that I think about it, it makes less sense for flour to be in that list because of the fact that you can get flour in just like these massive, you know, bags and you cannot say the same thing for probably anything else. (laughs) So that makes sense. You could go to the store and try to find a nice big bag of brown sugar and you could send it my way. I'd be like, sweet, thanks. I got enough brown sugar right here now. I like to eat the brown sugar. She's also the reason why I'm also out. I have to constantly hide my brown sugar from her because she just open it, take a spoonful and eat it and then walk away and I don't even notice and then it's gone and I'm like, great, I thought this thing was full. Yeah, nope. Man, no. brown sugar is nice and it's like a nice ingredient, but like, I feel like how enjoyable could it really be to just have by itself? It's like sand or like, uh, like clay or like, uh, I don't hey, know. Uh, what is it? Oh shoot. It was a, it was a toy that came out. It was like magic sand. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell was that? Wait, 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 wait. Oh, it was called kinetic sand. That, I think that was the brand name of the item. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Wait a minute, they have a website? No, I'm not kidding, they do. It was literally sand that you could compress together and then like you could just poke it and it just falls apart. That's literally brown sugar. Like you could exactly. have to, to make a nice a nice thing, but like the minute you poke it, it just dissolves into like man kinetic sugar. sand scammed the shit out of us they really they really found a way to somehow infuse water with sand and have it never dry out and then said here take it they gave us they they just gave us pre-wetted sand it's it's absolutely ridiculous um what about the the things you go through the least i have to imagine they would be like ingredients that are only used in one very specific baked good or something but no it all depends on how much you use of it too yeah like baking soda baking powder vanilla like you're using literally half a teaspoon to maybe a full teaspoon and like if you have like a nice big bottle of vanilla like you're not gonna go through that as fast as you will with brown sugar which you're using like half a cup cup a cup and a half and it's you're using a lot more of it as well because it's like dense because you're packing it and whatnot but yeah, did you get like one of those industrial sized thing of uh, vanillas and you're like, I'm set for another three years, probably. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, this will this will last me quite some time now. I'll get some more when I run out like this much. Left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At that point, you're like, you're like, the bottle's going to get to a certain point where. Yeah, exactly. But no, I mean, it's kind of to be expected. I shouldn't be surprised because I figured because flour is literally in the middle. It's like yeah, you can run out of it a lot quicker than a lot of the other ingredients, but it's not going as quick as these other ingredients. So yeah, exactly because you're. I mean, you're using more of it, but you also have more of it in general. So, 
And especially if you're if you're one of those people that you are you are capable of actually keeping your ratios of everything correct because you know those because there's like there's a thing that would circulate around the internet every few years and it's like here's the problem with your cookies and it would show a bunch of pictures of a bunch of cookies and then say like if it looks like this it might be because you've added too much of this if you you know not enough of this you added uh too much egg in it or whatever something like that so i imagine if you don't run into that issue and you are keeping your ratios pretty pretty accurate and close and you're not like you're a wizard i will say you are a wizard because not I can tell you the most professional bakers are still going to run into the situations of, like, there might be a little too much flour, there might be a little less, uh, there's not enough baking powder, like, they're they're still going to run into those issues every once in a while. It's, if a person out there is 100%, like, perfect with each of their thing, they are a magical wizard. Because I run into those issues, too. Like, I made a a peanut butter cookie batch and I added a little bit too much flour and you could tell that there was a little too much because it was it tasted dry and the cookies oh were, yeah they would they would literally the moment you would touch them they kind of like fall apart you could tell because it's a little dry that's what yeah flour does but like yeah I swear if there's a person out there that every single time they make baked goods and it turns out perfect I'm like what witchery are you using yeah, which academy did you come from? I don't know. Maybe they're just maybe they have like an OCD and they're like, I will not fuck these cookies up. So help me. But no, I was going to say, like, if, you, if you're a person who actually can keep those measurements very close and accurate relative to one another, you probably aren't going to run into an issue of, say, running out of flour very often because of how much of it you actually have. But yeah, then number two, you're a wizard and I need to understand where you went to learn your trickery. Yes. <laughs> I must know. Cause I would love to be like that. Or like every, like every badge that I just bring out is just absolute perfect. Like I understand that I make some good things, but the, the recurrence of like my sister's phone call for the first time making these gluten-free pumpkin pies, <laughs> I, it was so funny. Oh, I love that. <clears throat> but I mean, you know, ultimately even little infractions like that, even like, you know, the margins of error that you might be running into are still like most of the time, not going to be so crazy that somebody's going to like, they're not going to care that much. They might notice what effect it has on them, what effect it has on whatever they're eating. Like, like in your case, you said, you know, if you have too much flour, it'll probably break apart a little too much. Cause it doesn't really have that structure anymore. Cause it's a little too dry. People might notice that, but that's not going to stop them from thinking that it's one of the better cookies they've maybe had potentially, unless you like suck. <laughs> <laughs> Which, based on what you're telling me, you don't. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you can speak to somebody who cooks, and they'll be like, yeah, I'm really bad at baking, because baking requires a specific amount, or it just messes it up. While cooking, you can add a little bit of this, and a little bit of this, you can add a little bit more of this thing, and it still perfectly comes out fine. Yeah. But baking, you have to be specific. Again, like what I said earlier, you Baking requires you to have a little more patience than cooking, where it's like get it done as quick as possible. Not yeah, as essentially super quick, but like yeah, it still requires you to be fast. Yeah, baking in theory sounds fun, 
and I like the concepts. Like the things that come out of a successful baking journey, I really enjoy. But Jesus Christ, I don't know if I do well. Do I? Eh, I, I maybe have the patience. I was about to say that I don't, and then I was like, yeah, maybe I do. I was I recant everything I just said. <clears throat> oh, goodness. Um. Oh. This could either go in a great direction or this could go in a horrible direction. We'll have to see. <laughs> you um, must ask away. Well, because it's it's just it's another double-sided question. So, like, what are your favorite and least favorite parts about baking and or just cooking in general? Mm. The least favorite part about baking is probably the, the having the right equipment for certain things, like... I, I couldn't really bake much over a long period of time because I had a finicky hand mixer. Like, the button to, like, start it just would not work sometimes. It was literally, I'd press it, it wouldn't turn on. But if I press it in a certain position, it'd turn on. But if I use that the next time, it doesn't work. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> so the I, button's I, on a random like, timer. Yes, it's like a random thing, and it was so annoying. But it was, like, a really good, like, brand mixer, too. It was, like, it did the job done well when it worked. It, like, yeah, like, I think my least favorite thing was, like, not having the right equipment when you needed it. And, um... Cooking, like, just... I, I'm a slow person, so baking is more at my speed versus cooking where you got to be quicker, as I've stated. Yeah. So in cooking, it's just the speed of things. you got to be quick on things. And it's just like, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm, more <laughs> of a, I'm a more of a slow-paced person, so my brain can process and be like, did I do this? Did I do this? Or I start overthinking. Right. Easy, I imagine. Because most of the time it seems like I mean, I'm just trying to think of it in my head. A lot of baking <clears throat> really does feel like it's take all of your component parts, mix them together in an appropriate way, which I, in appropriate way is either you put everything together or you mix your dries and then mix your wets and then combine them together or add your wets to your dries or your dries to your wets because so that actually apparently does make a difference. Oh, it does. seems like you're doing a lot oh, of that. it does. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's like you you do all of those things and then you just make sure that you get everything you need to the right consistency and the right ju – you just have to make sure that your mixture is correct and then you let it kind of create its own magic. And with cooking, it's like, all right, I have to make sure that I do not leave this on the pan for too long. I can't leave this chicken on the pan for too long because if I do, then it will get dry and it's going to suck. And if I – or like it will burn whatever sauce I put on the chicken in the pan at the bottom or something like that. And you're like, mm-hmm. I've got to be quick. And then your brain gets all scattered and then you and then you fall to the floor and cry. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so no, I, I totally I totally I don't know if I necessarily resonate with that, but I totally understand like how that can appeal to people a lot more. You're like, all right, let me take this time, figure out these are the things that I need. These are the mm-hmm. other things that I need. Here's the best way for that I should combine them for myself. I can take my time while I'm doing that. And, and really the only things that require timing like that is like, how long do you mix, <clears throat> how long do you mix your mixture? And then how long are you actually letting it cook itself? So it's like your biggest time crunch. Yeah. But, but um, yeah. Um, <laughs> if I find a recipe that 
stumps me kind of like how I did at one point of my life tried to make macaroons. Oh, it it did not go very well because I don't well. think I had the right proper ingredients and like tools to try to do it. I just wanted to try it for fun to see if I can make it. It did yeah. not turn out well. I was like, great. Well. That was a huge dump. Well, I'll try it again some point in the future when I like, <laughs> yeah. have the right tools to make it. Yeah. So, I mean, with, with time, I mean, the cool, the thing that I really appreciate about what you're doing is you're, whenever you do come in to like chats and, and like discord, um, things talking about what you've been doing, you're also like, I've been experimenting with figuring out how to make this kind of thing. So for you, you're like, all right, I messed up these macarons, macaroons, whatever. I don't know if there's any actual difference. I think we just stole the word from the French, but like (laughs) you take those and you're like, all right, I fucked these up horribly. Let me take some time to figure out how I can make it better next time. And then next time you're like, Hey, this is a, a success. And we're like, congratulations. We do a little golf clap. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, I think it was like that with me, with making this apple zucchini loaf. I made it once, brought it to my family. I was like, well, I hope my family likes this because I haven't tried it. Because I'm typically a person who's like, okay, their texture of like liking something is a hell of a lot different than me because I one I like things that are really sweet so I'm like I'm gonna drift toward things that are on the sweet side with like my family members they're more like they're more of like my test subjects my guinea pigs <laughs> <laughs> in terms so like typically when I make something my family will try it first but it's pretty good I'm like sweet you're like, all right, I'll that's that's again. the first step. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first step. And then I'll try. I'm like, hmm, I didn't do a bad job. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm more of a people me, pleaser, let, apparently. I Why? mean, you know, as long as it doesn't get you walked over, I'm sure, it's probably fine. <laughs> but let me let's 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 get into this a little bit. So what what are the fundamental differences in mixing your wets versus your dries and what does doing one over the other actually accomplish or what are the downsides of it? So mixing your dry ingredients just helps like that extra step instead of like having to throw it all in like one pot and like because certain things combined with a different ingredient can have difficult different chemical reactions. So like if you add the flour in you're gonna get this like really doughy thing and then you won't get if you don't add in the the baking soda with the flour and all that you might not get the same effect of it rising like as you stated earlier with different like the different pictures of cookies like there's one where it said like oh you forgot to add uh, the baking soda which caused a really flat cookie yeah and it didn't look like a normal cookie on him. It, it's supposed to raise. I don't know how you can't tell that that's the that's the reason why your cookies are rising is because of the baking soda. I think it's probably because a lot of people who are very, <clears throat> very much beginners or amateurs at baking probably don't think about those little things. Like it's weird to say that because baking really is comprised of like ten things that you need to kind of keep track of, which is like. It's like flour, sugar, brown sugar, salt, baking powder slash baking soda, depending on 
whatever is necessary. And then like, and like eggs and, and then like a couple of other kind of small things, I guess. And so it's weird that you do that, but then you just forget about two of those probably integral ingredients. Like, but. again, like you said, like you have to keep track of like 10 things. Sometimes like your, your mind is so distracted that you forget that one thing that is very easily done. I've done it like earlier in my year of baking. I've mixed uh, flour and salt not salt but sugar and salt one point and I accidentally like oh shoot I added too much salt and not the, the sugar that I needed and they became really salty yeah that happens I uh I saw a video once of a guy he was making <clears throat> what the hell was he making I think he was making like um I think he was like making something with pancakes or something. And because he runs a cooking show, he's like, here's a bunch of bowls of, of the ingredients that I need. And then here's a thing of salt, which is, you know, to just to pinch from and add as you think is appropriate. And he turned his brain off because he was talking and he took this just like, I mean, probably a quarter cup of salt, maybe if not more, maybe nearing on a half cup and dumped the whole thing in. He was like, Oh shit, that doesn't belong in there. I've done it. I I can test to it. Like, I I turned my brain off for a second and I did that. (laughs) So, yeah, I, I, that, that makes sense as to why you would need to add them in that way. Cause I know that like, it's almost like what, depending on which ingredients you add into, depending on, this is going to sound dumb. Ingredient B getting added into ingredient A will more than likely take the form of ingredient B. And so that's why it matters more, which one you put in first, because you're either going to end up with say the most baseline example is you're going to either end up with like a runnier mixture or a much drier, more solidified mixture. So I can understand how doing those two things would lead to that happening. And then, you know, yeah. And if you look at like, uh, pre-made things like brownies and, um, like these cookie boxes and cake boxes, they have like an instruction for altitude. Altitude is also a thing that goes into effect. Yes. You wouldn't think that, but it does. Altitude makes a big difference in everything. Apparently (laughs) like trust me, like it's, it's weird. It's weird. But what kinds of differences does it actually make? Like, what are the actual, what changes when you're talking about, like, high altitude versus low altitude? What's happening? So, sometimes, like, uh, depending on the altitude, like, sometimes your baked goods might rise higher than they're supposed to be. Some might not rise as high. It's weird. <laughs> it is so weird. weird. That is very bizarre. And then sometimes you have to mess with the temperature because of the altitude, too. Because, like, uh, if you know with altitude, you're getting more oxygen when you're down lower versus when you're up higher, I think. Or maybe it's the other way around. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I bounce between, like, being up in the mountains, being down in the valley. It's I live in the middle. It's, like, either you're getting so too much a, or you're getting too grounds. little. Yeah. 
<laughs> I just had to Google this. It says, um, so I literally Googled why does altitude affect baking? And it says your air pressure is lower. So foods may take longer to bake your temperatures mm-hmm. and or your bake times may need to be increased. Liquids evaporate faster. So the amounts of flour, sugar, and liquids may need to be changed to prevent batter. That is too moist, dry, or gummy. Your gases also yep. expand more. So your doughs rise fast. That's wow. I didn't even have to feed this. And I already like anticipated this. <laughs> Like, with my knowledge of things that I have, I'm just like anticipated an answer, and you just looked it up, and it literally just the thing I just said confirmed the whole thing. Yeah, I guess that sometimes sometimes the internet's able to explain things in a way that makes more sense to me, yeah. where it's just like you know, it, it, like the the reason altitude affects baking is the same reason that people who live in low altitude environments have a hard time adjusting to high altitude environments because of the mm-hmm. lack of oxygen in their system that their bodies aren't yeah. used to essentially yeah, literally. so and so what i'm getting at is that ultimately this means that baking is is still super alchemy based right <laughs> like that seems to be appropriate I guess to say you call me a wizard then because i'm apparently a whoosh i can make some great things <laughs> <laughs> whoosh you don't have brownies <laughs> oh that's i like that typically I, with the, baking you're pretty much using your first batch as like a test to see if like you need to change some things, if you need to add more things to like your pretty much your batter, because like you're 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 literally not getting the exact recipe to like in cooking. Like you cook your chicken at a certain time, and you want your instant results right there. With baking, you have to literally put it into the oven wait the exact amount of time that it requires and then pull it out to see your results instead of sitting there and actually like watching it like with cooking yeah exactly and i know that like um if we're talking about like there's a there's an australian he might be australian guy that i see on tiktok all the time who makes like breads and things um and literally like baking is is something that can like the amount of time that you have to wait for something to sit like waiting for your dough to proof um, depending on how long you're actually leaving it in like the fridge to be able to let it prove how long you're letting the dough actually rise, um, how long you're mixing together ingredients to actually like, you know, on top of making sure you're adding the appropriate ingredients to the other appropriate ingredients. The other important part is like, how long are you actually spending mixing them together? Cause that can make a difference. So a lot of that stuff is like, it is kind of trial and error. And so it is appropriate to say, I I made this the way that I always make it. Here are the issues that came up with it this time compared to last time. I know how I need to fix that. So let me do this instead now. Yeah, there is a thing in baking where you can over mix your batter. And you could have followed the the recipe to a T, but the moment you over mix it, it can change your product into an entirely different thing. So you have to be careful with your mixing too. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think it's I just think it's funny. I just think it's funny. You're just like uh it's like if you're thirty seconds off, you fucked it up. Don't do that. But um do, what kind of what kind of like content do you consume around cooking and baking in general? Like are there people that you watch make things or is most of the content you surround just like recipes on how to just make things? Probably just recipes on how to make things. Technically Fair it's enough. like you're you're pretty much like kind of similar with cooking. You're like you see something, and you're like I could make that, and you can yeah. take 
you could test it out to see if you can or can't. Sometimes, like, like when I was younger with the whole macaroons, I looked at it and I was like, I could possibly make that. Well, let me try it out. And it failed entirely. Okay. I couldn't make that. But I could always try again to do it yeah, again. Yeah, but maybe I can I in the future. An entirely different result. Yeah. So, that's fair enough. The the reason I ask that is because, like, a lot of the cooking content that I consume on the internet is mostly stuff that doesn't actually... I mean, some of it helps me because it is still tutorial-related, but a lot of it is kind of just entertaining stuff because I like seeing the personalities of the people that I consume. So, I didn't know if maybe if you had anybody like that that you kind of did the same thing with. I just, like, sometimes I'll, like, I'll see, like, little videos of people, like, with food that they make that is, like, baked goods. I'm like... I could possibly make that or yeah. like I have like random recipes all pop up on my recommendation of like Google things. And it's just like, Oh, I have a recipe for uh, car salted caramel chocolate chip cookies. I'm like, Ooh, that sounds pretty good. I'm going to save this so that I can make it later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever run into those into one of those situations where uh, you're watching somebody make something because just the video entices you, and then at some point in the video, you're like, all right, they, they, they did that wrong. <laughs> they fucked that up. Well, everybody's cooking style is a lot different than another person's. Like, yeah, you could teach someone how to do something, but their style of doing it isn't going to be entirely different than what yours is. Yeah. So sometimes, like, you'll watch a video and you're just like, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Entirely doing it wrong. Like, stop doing it wrong. <laughs> but you can't do anything because they've already done it and you're pretty much yeah. watching a video of them pretty much doing it. But, like, sometimes their, their way of doing it results in a very similar product of what if you've done it your way. Yeah, the little tea's entirely different, but they still kind of look similar, right? <laughs> yeah. It's almost like two people using two different equations to get to the same answer, sort of. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, all right, fair enough. Coming from a non-judgmental place, I respect that. <laughs> With me, I see somebody do something, and I'm like, the way that you're doing this is pissing me off. Stop. <laughs> but... No, that's respect. But that's that's very that's very on brand for you. You're just like, wow, look at the way that this person does this. It's not the way that I do it, but it's it's it, you know it's interesting to see how they do it. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I guess kind of in like a similar vein. Um, what are some like I guess myths surrounding baking in general that you have like tried yourself and you've been like, yeah, this just straight up is not true. Like that is incorrect. Oh, uh, I tried, uh, I do not recommend using applesauce to replace eggs or oil in making brownies. It, it failed entirely for me. <laughs> yes, you could use. What happened? What? <laughs> it made the dough, like, really, uh, moist and it didn't. Yeah. The chemical reaction just did not happen to, like, make it where it was, like, proper. But you could, like, do it in cookies. You could do it in bread, cakes, like, other things. But I I brought my mindset to, okay, well, I don't have any eggs, but I have some applesauce. Let me try to, like, replace the eggs with the applesauce and these brownies. Failed entirely. I was like, oh, 
looks huh. up. Okay. Yeah, your batter's going to become more moist. I'm like, well, I should have read this before I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was about to ask why you would ever do that. And now I'm realizing why you had to do that at the time. But like, what, what do you think is like, what is different about a brownie batter that would prevent that? Because, well, I guess brownie batters are like, they're not like they're they're like still thick but they're not very like solidified most of the time so i guess is that why that why that didn't work i can't really recall but all i know is like i tried it <laughs> it did like the the whole process of it just did like it worked like the way that it looked it looked like it worked cuz like how brownie batter typically looks is like kind of like moist and it's like all all together and it comes yeah. like a <sighs> it's like a more fudgy like cake batter yeah but like the moment i put it in the pan and i cooked it it just it nope the chemical reaction in the baking just did not connect and it just became <laughs> really bad i was like <sighs> oh there goes Damn. that i guess i'm not doing that again <laughs> <laughs> You're like, all right, I'll keep that in, in, in my lexicon so that I don't fuck that up in the future. But yeah, like, since there's, like, the whole people out there with being all vegan and stuff, like, a whole entire replacement for, like, oil and eggs, you could literally use applesauce in. I've done it with my apple zucchini loaf, and it literally comes out fantastic, and it's, like, I literally didn't do anything different except for replace an egg with applesauce or literally vice versa it's literally yeah. just follow the recipe i got this result did it entirely different way of using it, a different ingredient literally the exact same thing came out the exact same way but with the brownies just no just no absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> like uh, i don't know i don't know what i was expecting when i asked that question but the last thing i would have expected is uh no you cannot replace eggs for applesauce in a brownie recipe i'd be like did you is that a mad lib what the fuck did you just say to me <laughs> so uh, I, I from experience replacing apple like replacing an egg with applesauce and brownies did not work <laughs> it was it was weird yeah, fair enough. I don't even. I yeah. Again, I I don't I don't know what I was expecting. It just wasn't that, and that's fine. You know, you learn something new every day. I, I can't remember any myths, other myths that I've tried. If I look at myths and baking, I could be like, okay, I've tried this, and I could probably tell you, but there there are none that come to my mind except for you could replace an egg with applesauce, and it literally works out fantastic and cakes and loaves apparently and i was like man i wish i'd do this sooner <laughs> yeah, fair it's it's like uh, you do one of those things so there's these videos that i see on tiktok all the time of a guy who was like uh he's like a carpenter or like um uh what the hell i don't know he's like a builder like an architect or not an architect i don't know he i don't know he's like a person who works with like tools and nail and wood he's like a you know a repairman something adjacent to that and there will be all these like tiktok hacks of like a uh, uh, that are similar to that like you can literally one of the videos was a guy c taking a, a, a an entire saw blade cutting it in half bolting it to pieces of wood and then bolting it onto a pegboard to use it as a means of holding your wrenches 
because of the shape of the saw. And the guy watching it was like, what the fuck? No, why- you are not about to tell me you're turning a saw into a shelf rack. Are you kidding me? So like, that's what you should do next is like go on the internet, find baking videos, uh, like life hack baking videos from like five minute crafts or something and be like, oh. no, that doesn't work. You suck. Those videos annoy me so badly because there's literally like I've seen like people do it and then the results of it is entirely different than what they did. It's like what, what? Oh yeah, like, like they very, they very clearly used a different end putting product. Hot coal into it, you get diamonds. But what? You can't get coal. <laughs> you can't get diamonds from coal. What? In in the middle of peanut butter, they I literally watched someone do this. They're like they heat they opened up a nice like fresh jar of peanut butter. They heated up a coal to like where it's like almost like whatever coal does. They literally took it, <laughs> stuck it in the peanut butter, which did melt around it because peanut butter does melt. And it like after some time, after like twenty four hours or so, they opened it up. There was like a peanut butter like covered charcoal thing, and they just broke in. There's like little diamonds. I'm like, you're kidding me. That does not work. Wait. Yeah, what kind of clickbait shit is this? Yeah. Yeah, I hate I hate those videos, but I know that there will be videos of them. It'll be videos of them like actually trying to teach people how to do something, but you can very clearly tell that they don't actually know what they're talking about. And so, you know, they'll just like but they don't know what they're talking about, but they but baking's a hot button thing or whatever. They're trying to get people to click on their videos and then they just provide them with those, the most blatant of misinformation so that they can just make more money. <laughs> you just find videos like that and be like, "Nope, incorrect. You cannot do it like that. Nice try." Yeah, those, those those videos aggravate me because like some of the stuff you just watch is just like what the heck are you doing? This like those two things do not work together. Like why are you doing it? <laughs> right. <sighs> I guess ultimately what this means is if for whatever reason you're in one of my streams and you hear me say something that is completely factually incorrect about baking, I'm gonna like rec- I'm gonna need you to be like, hey, no, no, <laughs> no, shut up, no, <laughs> DJ stop. <laughs> It's you don't know right. what you're talking about. <laughs> People look up to you for advice. Why you're giving them incorrect advice? <laughs> like, like, damn it! I'm sorry. So yeah, well, it's good. Don't yeah. So remember, folks, don't don't uh don't try and replace an egg for applesauce if you're um or don't replace an egg with applesauce if you're making brownies. Uh, we've got two more things here. Uh, oh wait, no, sorry, only one. I can't read. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, in your in your opinion, what what dish do you think is the best if it is done near perfectly? Lemon bars. Like I've made lemon bars. Yeah. Do you now want you me to make a list of all of the things that I have made? Because <laughs> it is a lot. <laughs> Uh, I think if you had a list on retainer, I would allow you to read off of it. But if you don't have a list, I say maybe save the list for now. <laughs> or if you don't know, if you don't have a list right now, you can start mocking one up. But like, we don't have we don't have that kind of time to just to just like wait for you to write the whole list up. Like, wow, this is still live. <laughs> <clears throat> but no, why do you say lemon bars? What's uh, what's what's yeah. the hubbub? Because it's just like the. The way that the the bar portion is, it could come out differently, entirely differently, 
because I've done it multiple times. But, like, I did it wrong at one point, and it just turned out horrible. I was like, what? No. Well, there went that. And... Was, was it one of those I things where you 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 went, was it one of those things that you made and you were like you were like this sucks and then you tried to learn how to make it better again? Like how have you how is you how have you escalated in trying to make the lemon bars good? Well, I just I followed the recipe that I had. I guess I did it entirely different than what I did, or I added a little bit of too much of an ingredient and it just it turned out horrible. It was like. What did I do wrong? I followed everything. It might have been the temperature because I did it on an entirely different day. Maybe it was too hot because, one, I live in the lovely state of Arizona where, you know, we go up to 115 to 120 degrees Fahrenheit, which oh, is Christ. <laughs> oh, so great. Golly. Yeah, dude, I, I don't want to get too sidetracked on this, but holy shit. I have a client who lives in Arizona and a couple months ago, uh, I've definitely told this story before, uh, but this is something that I think you need to know about. So a couple months ago, uh, I called him because it was our weekly meeting and, uh, and I, you know, I'm only 22. He's probably like at least in his mid thirties, maybe older. Uh, and so I don't really know what to talk with him about at the very beginning of a call before getting into business matters. And so I'll just ask him about the weather and he lives in Arizona and he'll be like, you know, we'll be talking back and forth and, and he, like, he'll ask me about the weather. Uh, and one time in a three week span, this is what happened. I was like, Hey, it's like raining a ton right now. And he was like, Oh dang, it's, it's like getting up to like eighties for us right now. And I was like, Oh, okay. It's still like sixties for us and still r- profusely raining. And then next week I call him and he's like, how's the weather? And I'm like, you know, we're, it's like snowing right now. And he's like, oh, you know, for us, we're, we're like nearing peaking into the nineties. I'm like, what, what is, what, what is going on here? And then I call him (laughs) next week and he's like, how's the weather? And I'm like, it's fucking hailing. And he's like, we've gone over 90 degrees. I'm like, we live one state apart. How could this have happened? What, what's going on here? So, uh, yeah, shouts out to all my Arizona homies. Y'all um, can't, are not allowed to have shit, I guess. <laughs> no, for like two months straight, like the temperatures have been so bad that things have been melting. Yeah, I've seen videos of uh, of stuff melting off like people's cars. I'm like, that's a safety hazard. <laughs> Welcome to the state of Arizona where we don't get rain or we don't live next to the ocean where we get that, that nice humid air no we live in the dry part of the the world you live in the desert state i don't give a shit what anybody says about texas no 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 we're we're literally living in in the desert there's nothing like at all i like i've had friends who live like on the other side of the united states and they're like take back your heat i'm like no i'm enjoying my rain we haven't had this much rain in a long ass time like we want like, i don't this. want it you can have it i don't like, want it just just enjoy it for just like this year just just yeah. let us have Do it for rain. this we need one, it. Yeah, experience this one year what i've had to experience for my whole life asshole <laughs> yes yeah that's a catch oh jesus yeah that's that's tough um i you wonder why people call Phoenix the lovely 365-day-year summer because there's nothing. 
literally you get, you are not allowed anything. It never changes its season. Like there might be like the hot summer, and then there might be the cooler summer, but it's literally summer. It's always all year still wrong. summer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, where I'm at, I'm always just like, like when winter comes around, I'm like. Like we, we like two years in a row now, there has been a snowstorm that's been so bad that it's forced me to work from home for at least one day out of that that period. So, I mean, and again, we're only it's it's a, a one state difference. I'm like, how could how is this happening? I don't get it. Like you can't see it on account of the fact that my the light coming through my window just makes it a white block behind me, but it's like it's on the verge <laughs> of just like raining. Right now. <laughs> yeah, welcome to welcome to low fidelity webcams. I don't have to tell you, man. But uh <laughs> No, literally it's like like I can hear the wind going and it's like on the verge of about to start raining and it is seventy three degrees over here. Uh, make me check my temperature. It's currently <laughs> Open phone, please tell me the temperature outside. It would be helpful. Yeah, and apparently it's going to be raining throughout like the whole weekend. So I was like, ha, huzzah, I win. So that's funny because the highest today was supposed to be 70 degrees. It's currently 64 degrees Celsius because, well, it's after six and it's getting into the cooler process. Plus, it's been cloudy and it like rained yesterday, like for half the day into the evening. So it's like, I heard a little thunder earlier. You're like, yes, retribution. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I um, I have to make it clear. I'm pretty sure most people aren't gonna care about this, but I, you said you said 64 degrees Celsius, and I'm like, it is not 147 degrees over there. I meant Fahrenheit. I'm yeah. so used to speaking in Celsius. My apologies. I have someone that's literally on the other side of the world that doesn't know Fahrenheit. So it's no, like- that's not your fault. That's my fault for being ignorant. <laughs> I knew what you were talking about. I was just being you know annoying um so it's actually cooler for you than it is over here this is this is, i feel uh, scammed again i live literally between the mountains and the valley if i if you i could easily look up what it is down in phoenix i mean in yeah phoenix it's currently 86 degrees fahrenheit that's yeah that's Highest too bad, 92 yeah it's a little tough We've also had this weird fluctuation between like, you know, on Tuesday it was, it peaked at 93 degrees and then it jumped down to like 85 and then it went back up to 95 over like it, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I was like, what is going on here? Um, <laughs> but I got to Hold on. Wait, here's the thing. Watch this. Okay. What is your opinion on peach cobbler? Cause that was going to be my answer for like dishes that I think are like the best when made well. So the only way I'll eat a peach cobbler is if it's made in a Dutch oven over a campfire. Because that's the yes. only way that yes. I pretty much yes. grew up eating it. Champion! <laughs> you are my people. I guess, <laughs> I guess I have to take you with me camping when my family goes. Cause I don't want to go camping in Arizona. That sounds like specific hell. dish that he makes. Almost every time we go camping is his peach cobbler. He literally will put it in his his Dutch oven that he has. He'll, like, throw cake batter stuff, eggs and butter into it to, like, make the crust. How he does this every single time. He's a magician. I don't know. He is a magician. (laughs) I I literally, it's, it's crazy. But, like, I grew up eating it just that way. And anytime I'm like 
when we didn't go camping, I didn't have it for like the longest time. And then my dad tried to make it in his grill and it te- didn't taste exactly how you would make it when it was in the fire. It was literally made off the yeah. grill. It was like, no, I need the fire. I need the campfire to make You're like, this. I don't know what the difference is, but you better do it in the fire. It doesn't taste the same. It needs yeah, to the way, be the fire. <laughs> the way that our family does it is we'll make the cobbler in the Dutch oven. We'll dig a hole. We'll put coals in the hole and then put it on top of that. I don't know why we do it. I think it's just to keep other people from touching it if they don't need to. Um, but it ultimately still achieves the same oven. That's literally what you're doing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. how oven works is literally it creates heat from the bottom and it creates heat from the top. And it's literally... It just traps it in a little heat box. Yeah. Well, that's literally what you were doing. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah, that's how we do it. I I don't know if there would be that much of a difference between how we would do it and how you would do it, but I could agree. I'm like, uh, I'm like, you put this on the grill, banished. <laughs> no, I I banished the no. That's like directly no. I tried making a blueberry cobbler, or it was like a a different type of fruit cobbler can't remember if it was blueberry or blackberry. I think it was blueberry. And I tried making it in a crock pot. It did not taste the same like if my dad were to make it in the, the Dutch oven. It was <laughs> like, oh, man, I wanted to try so, something new and this didn't taste as good as when my dad makes it <laughs> in the fire. Yeah, so, I, like, I, I really think that is that is a truly actually interesting phenomenon of not being able to make something as good as your parents do it, despite the fact that you think you you know what you're doing. Um, it it doesn't I don't understand. Like a part of me thinks it's the same phenomenon behind when your mom asks you to find something and you can't find it. And then she walks over and she just spots it instantly. And you're like, but I checked that spot three times. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've had that happen so many times where it's like I have something that I put down for one second and I walk away to go and do something else that I come back and I'm looking for this item and it's staring at me in the face and I'm like looking all over the place for it, looked in the spot, wasn't there. It was like it magically disappeared from like my sight. Like it just had like this magical camouflage or a wizard came in and was like, I cast invisibility. And it just disappears. Yeah. And you know, like, I come back and I stop looking for a second. Then I come back and I find it in the exact spot. Literally where I just looked. It's like, it's there. What witchery like, literally just happened. Like, I had a wallet that I stupid. put down. <laughs> and I, I put it down for like one moment. And then I walked away. And then I came back and I literally looked around my whole entire room in the exact spot of where I where I found it later on in the day literally it was like where is this thing I searched for hours on end finally stopped looking until the evening and I turned on a flashlight it was staring right at me when I turned on my flashlight I was like where the flashlight manifested it. that's what happened yeah it was like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. All right. So what I, really learned, no, I, I think we've ultimately learned. No, I think you've answered all of them. I think ultimately what we've learned here is that wizards. Altitude and, can do a major difference <laughs> in baking. <laughs> yes. Number one, altitude can make a big difference in your baking. Do number not two. Do use applesauce and brownies. 
Yeah, don't do that. That's number two. And number three, wizards and bakers are actually pretty close to the same thing. They mix together things in an alchemical way, and the only thing that makes them different is that the bakers end up with a pot of brownies, and the wizards end up with a potion that makes you invisible. And and I think I think that is something that I believe to be true. And um, until somebody can provide me further proof, that is what I will continue to believe. Sound good? <laughs> Sounds good to me. Sounds good. All right, cool. On the note of wizards, on the note of wizards, I do appreciate you for coming on here and talking about your baking shenanigans. I, I can very clearly tell how much you enjoy doing your baking stuff as well as just how much like the people around you enjoy it because you've clearly made a name for yourself amongst your friends and family of like, this is my thing. You will let me do it. I literally have friends that come up to me after like they've tried my baking. They're like, do you have any more of those cookies that you made me the other day? I was like, no, I'm sorry. My family ate them all. Can you make some more? Yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you've, you've made a name for yourself amongst your friends and family. And I think that's very impressive. Uh, and I think, I think all of that ends up forming a lot of the experiences that you have that allows you to talk about baking in a very, in a very like open and honest way. And in a very alchemical way that I don't understand, but I may one day hope to understand and for that, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I promise your opinion will change entirely once you try my baked goods at one point in the future. It's some, you, make a, some you make a goddamn good point. You make a goddamn good point. <laughs> I, I promise you. I made box muffins for a friend who came to visit me for my birthday a few years ago. She literally ate a pan and a half of my of my brownies. <laughs> literally followed the instructions of the box. Because it was just a quick, easy, quick thing to do, and it didn't really need much time to it. And she literally ate half of a pan and a half of it. I had probably three or four of them, and I was like, "Man, I must have did a good job on these, that was even though fast. they're literally." <laughs> it was the funniest thing. So yeah, okay, I think I you promise know you, you'll be like, "He's this guy, this guy." Can I, can I get some more of these cookies that you made me? I'm like, Cheryl sends them over. Yeah, that's so that's. Wait a week or two. Oh, that's going to be hard. <laughs> uh, it sucks. No. You know what I think that means? I think that makes you a wizard because you're able to take these box mixes and you're like, boom, best thing you ever had. I think you're the magician. <laughs> Shh, don't spoil my secrets now. <laughs> Look, only like six people are going to listen to this, and, and one of them might be me. So not that many people are going to be super involved with your secrets. I think you should be safe. Um, but, uh, you know, on that note, I actually – this is weird because this isn't one of those things that uh, – is, is there like anything at all that you want to shout out, whether it be yourself, whether it be your friends, whether it be like a particular content creator you like, just anything at all? Nothing that comes to mind. Nothing really. Fair enough. Except I realize for, I should like, read. I had an amazing time with you today and all my <laughs> yapping of magical things going all over the place, but we still ended up talking about the one thing that we came to talk about and yeah. our funny and experiences. Then, you know. Yeah, the ultimate goal is to hone in on one thing and hope that other things end up getting talked about in the process. Because if I miss the main point, I'm not doing my job properly. So I'm glad to hear that you had a good time. And this is the point. The very beginning of the podcast is where I would normally say something like, when I talked to this person, they were super nervous about coming on this podcast. No, I'm doing it now. This motherfucker was like shivering in their timbers. They were like, what am I going to do here? I was not shivering. 
<laughs> don't don't exaggerate, sir. I was not shivering. Yeah, no, I'm just I being did, dramatic. I did straight up say literally before the podcast was like, I'm nervous because I've never done this before, but I'm ready to like take the leap and step out of my boundaries. Like this whole entire time, like my way of nervousness, I just I just keep chattering and chattering and chattering and chattering. I need to tell and myself works. to shut up sometimes. I think that's ultimately what it is, is I think, I think it's that like people who are like nervous to come on a podcast, they're not nervous about what's being talked about. They're not nervous about the questions that's going to be asked of them. I think it's just that people don't understand one. They probably don't understand how my podcast is structured, but more importantly than that, I think it's just that they don't understand how podcasts are structured in general. So they're like, what, you know, how should I be saying things, which makes it difficult. And I understand a podcast is literally two people talking about a subject. Sometimes it's going to go off the rails. Sometimes it's not. Like that is the point of a conversation. It's just record a conversation for other people. Yeah, exactly. And as long as you don't reveal any incriminating details about yourself, you've got nothing to worry about. I've probably done that a couple of times. I remember on an old episode of a podcast that I did uh, with my buddies, I was, I was like, what's the most illegal thing that I've done concerning Nintendo games? And they were like, you shouldn't like you say, shouldn't that. say that. Say <laughs> that. Yeah. So, um, as long as you don't do that kind of thing, I think you're mostly safe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad that you could be here. It was a fun time. Um, and now what this means is that I have a little bit of a backlog, which is nice. Cause I always like to be a week ahead. So thank God that you, you're like, my schedule is open as shit. And I was like, yes, champ champion. <laughs> <sighs> Like if something so. came up, I would have definitely told you, like, hey, is there any chance we could, like, reschedule this because something came yeah. up? But, no, but oh, yeah, no ultimately, one. it's like I operate on, on other people's schedules, so rescheduling is never that big of an issue. It's only if they're like, hey, the only time that I have free is this exact pocket of window where you are not free. I'm like, shit, I don't know what to do for them. So sh- thank goodness that that it, it, it would not have been an issue if a reschedule was necessary. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, on on the note of Wizards again, because that's how I'm going to keep rolling this back. Um, <laughs> if anybody's interested in any of the other things that I do on the internet, you can just like search up DJ Serial Sauce in miscellaneous formats and you'll find what you're looking for. Again, I'm on Twitch, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Spotify, I'm on Apple Music. I have an Instagram, but my Instagram got hacked and so I'm trying to rebuild it from the ground up. I have a TikTok, but it's mostly just me talking about getting more people on this podcast. So maybe not the most interesting thing, but, you know, I'm trying my best. Um and yeah, and on that note, um, I guess I'm going to have to go and uh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm going to go buy some baked goods from the store and then I'm going to go buy the things to make those baked goods. And then uh, and then I'm going to compare gonna the two. Up and be like, hey, Shy, can you like teach me how to do this? I'm like, yeah, and then you're doing it. Let's go for it. <laughs> like, it's like, hey, can you help me with this? Can you help me with this recipe? And you're just like, uh, no. No.